Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. What is channeling? What is the channeling experience like? How do you know you're not channeling some parasite that uh, sees you as a mouth-watering treat? Hello and welcome to the 750th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Uh, I am Ben. And those appetizing questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad, Paul. Uh, today we bring you a new guest on a subject we've never even really given an entire show on before. Uh, you know, like like you like you always say, Dad, when we first started this show about ten years ago. You know, we thought we'd eventually run out of topics, and ten years later, we have not run out of. No, topics. we don't have enough time for all the time. No, exactly. So now we have a new topic that we've never talked about on, on the show before, or really in depth. So you can call us today at four zero one seven six six one two four zero. That's from anywhere in the uh, country and perhaps the world. And uh, we'll monitor emails at paulbehindtheparanormal dot com. And don't forget about our Facebook page if you'd prefer to message us via Facebook. Barry Strom is credited with channeling information on interesting subjects like life after death, reincarnation in humans and animals, alien presence on Earth, and many other related subjects. His latest book, Aliens Among Us, Exploring Past and Present, is, quote, based on information channeled from alien spirits, unquote. Uh, in his newest book, Spirits Speak of... A lot of alliteration. Spirits speak of conspiracies and mysteries. Uh, the author, ch- quote, channels the actual spirits that live the events to bring the reader the truth behind 27 of the greatest conspiracies and mysteries of our times, unquote. Uh, Schiffer Publishing, the same publisher as we have had lately, uh, also, well, let's, well let, let me just give you uh, Barry's websites. We'll get into the rest. Uh, ghostsofgoldenlane.com, messagesofheaven.com, spiritspredict.com. Well, Barry, let's start at the beginning. Oh, well, welcome. First of all, welcome to Behind the Paranormal. Well, hey, thanks for putting up with me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take it away, Ben. Alrighty. So let's start at the beginning. What is channeling? Channeling is opening a lane of communication with the other side, speaking to the spirit uh, on the other side of the light veil. All right. What is the difference between? I, I know I'm just I'm full of questions here. Well, you're looking forward to this show. Take it away while I'm doing some some producer stuff. Okay, uh, what is the difference, or is there Barry, between channeling as it's thought of today and the 19th century séance room stuff that that went on in the 19th century and early 20th centuries? Well, we use a, a specially designed channeling board. Uh, it's not a Ouija board. It's a we learned the, uh, the technique of channeling from some friends of ours out in Salt Lake City, and they'd been doing it for 40 years out there. Uh, Any time that you communicate with a spirit, be it over a ghost box or psychic doing it mentally, it's, uh, I refer to that as opening a channel. We just simply use the channeling board. as uh, It's a lot like you, uh, you plug into a radio antenna. It helps me tune into the spirit energies and understand it. All right, I'll ask it, Ben's... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, basically, uh, a lot of the stuff from Victorian times was fake. What we do is uh, there have been prophets and psychics through the ages that have been able to communicate with the other side. Uh, we just simply use this technique, uh, and when we do it, we video all our sessions and 
keep track of the record and anything that appears in any of my books i can go back into my files and show you where we received the messages on the channeling board during the session okay good then. all right well i guess uh, that that sort of partially answers the 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 how do you do it uh so that i've got two follow-ups so how long have you done it and what is the experience like well first of all i'm a i am my background is not the type of background that you would expect somebody to be talking about talking to ghosts uh i have a basically have a scientific background i had a civil engineering license a degree in business management and was even CEO of a company for a while, and for the first 60 years of my life, I laughed at people that are telling the stories that I tell now. Uh, we were, we became involved in it. I started to believe that really there was, I started from a very basic beginning with this, uh, participated in paranormal investigations, learned to use a ghost box, and everything just progressed until we were taught that really I do have a psychic ability, and the spirit board that we use is uh, the means of the means to the end. The way we get our information, the way it ha- the way it works, and you can. I have a YouTube channel where you can go in and actually watch videos of us doing our channeling. Um, my wife and I do it together. Uh, we have a specially designed board, and it's not a Ouija board. The letters and numbers are in a circle, and there's a glass surface to it. And we use uh, looks a lot like a shot glass. And instead of a planchette, where a Ouija board would have a, a planchette that has uh, fabric on the bottom of it to help it slide, we actually use glass on glass and lubricate it with just with a lemon oil. And she will put her fingers on it, and I will put my fingers on the glass, and we will. We always start our sessions with a prayer of protection. Uh, we were actually given this prayer through a channeling session, and we use that. We never start a session without it. We always feel we're totally protected. And I will ask for a spirit guide to come in. I'll always ask his name to verify who we have. And now that we've done it for so long, we can, I can actually feel their energy. And sometimes we do get a spirit come in and try to fake it. But usually I can tell by the energy differences what's going on, by the questions that we ask. Because we always try to verify everything that we do. And I'll start by asking questions, and they'll basically spell the words out. In the beginning, we had to let them spell out the entire words. But now that I've become more sensitive, uh, I basically use the board to verify the first letters because I'm actually hearing the messages in my head as we're receiving them. So it's, uh, believe me, I was one of the biggest skeptics of, in the world myself when this whole thing started. Well, I don't think we're skeptics about the phenomena. It's uh, We're skeptics about where the information comes from and what you're actually doing, what you're actually talking to. However, we're open-minded. Maybe we're wrong. That's why <laughs> you're on the show. Okay. Uh, ben, did you have one more question here? Um, well, yeah, I, I suppose. We'll, we'll Before we get into the nitty-gritty of yeah, so, um, the process. Well, let's 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 do something a little more a little more basic. So, what are the most um, significant messages that you've received? Well, when we started when we started this, we started getting predictions. So, I started my website spiritspredict.com. That's where the name came from. And through the years, we have been able to get predictions. For instance, I posted nine months before it happened that the last pope was going to retire before his time. 
which hadn't taken place for over 600 years. Um, they predicted natural disasters for us. I posted on the website about two months before it happened there was going to be an earthquake in Puerto Rico took place. Uh, we've, if you go onto my website, you'll see that we list a bunch of the predictions that have actually happened for us, and then we also list some of the ones that are still outstanding that have not as yet taken place. But we've, we haven't been doing a lot of predictions lately because we've been involved with a lot of other information. But, uh, I mean, we've done some really amazing things on the board that have come true. Uh, we, we've also been able to communicate with animals. And probably one of the most amazing things that happened for the information we were given is we lost our cat about 12 years ago. His name was Bodie. And about three, four years ago, we started to be able to channel animals, so I, I asked if we could communicate with our pet. Well, long story short, he tells us that he is going to return to us in 13 months, and he's going to return as a black kitten. And he will find us here at the store in Pennsylvania, where I am now. Long story short, within one week of the date that he predicted, this black kitten shows up, and it has all the characteristics that our cat had in prior life. I mean, it's my wife's cat. They cuddle the same way. And uh, many people knew that we had predicted that animal was going to show up, and he did. So, so we've done some things. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give a disclaimer at this point, because uh, with the questions we're going to ask, people are going to read my book that the ship is bringing out, unless they're totally wild about it, it'll be next year. And people are going to say, Paul's calling the kettle black, okay? <laughs> because mm. I've had a lot of really strange things happen to me, and I suppose I, I, you could argue they amount to channeling, although it was unintentional. But I, I'm still going to ask the questions, because these are the I'm the first one I ask these questions to. All right. So, mm. Barry, I have to point one thing yeah. out. And please feel free yeah. to ask us anything as we go. Uh, nearly 70% of my negative cases over the last 48 years, including all but two of the possession cases I assisted a priest with started with someone using a Ouija board. Now you say that's not a Ouija board that you use, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's to me it sounds, you know, six of one half dozen of the other. It's still doing the same thing, and from what you, the way you describe it, so you'll understand why I bring a natural skepticism to this subject. Uh, it's not the phenomenon I question, as we said, it's the source. Now, how do you know what you're actually talking to, especially when they claim to be George Patton, Jesus Christ, or whomever? Well, we ask a lot of questions. Uh, for instance, in the conspiracy book, we did a uh, chapter on King Richard III. And when we started the session, we asked a, we had a bunch of basic questions that we asked him. I said, how can you prove to me that I really do have the spirit of King Richard? And he spells out the word Farthingay, which turns out was the name of the castle where he was raised as a child. And the information that, you know, we go through, we ask these questions, and everything that he gave me was historically correct, because I will go back after I get this information and do the historic research on it. Uh, I mean, he gave me, he gave me the names of who killed his nephews, and everything, when I went back and checked over, it all looked to be historically correct. Well, I could have given you the same information because I'm a historian, and and you um, that doesn't mean I'm Richard the Third. 
No, no. But I did not know that information before we got it. We go back. I mean, this, this is coming in cold. Uh, this is my wife and I on the channeling board. So we got total control of what's taking place. Well, we're, we're not saying that you're, you're projecting it. What we're saying is anything or anyone could have come through and just told you random facts. And I've had that happen. Uh, and we've had bad information come through. That is why I'll go back with different guides and ask the same questions and try to get the same, to get verification on information. Well, okay. Sometimes they... No, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say sometimes they give give me facts that are so far beyond what I believe that we have to go back and re- and and do more sessions about it. Uh, I mean, uh, for instance, the when we did the conspiracy about John Wilkes Booth, I had absolutely no idea that Booth hadn't been killed in Virginia. Now, they give us this information and, and what to tra- check on, and I wind up being able to go into the uh, archives and actually find photographs verifying the information that I'm given on the channeling board. Okay, no, I, I get that. Um, but there, there are two questions that arise uh, from terms you've used, Barry, uh, so far. One okay. is the other side, and this may sound like a dumb question, but the other side of what? It's the, the veil between the living and the dead. Well, When I refer to the other side, it's the souls that are in heaven. Okay, uh, that, that's a, a very logical way to approach the, the human experience with these things. Um, however, I haven't, it's been a very, very, very long time since I, I believed that, but simply because uh, in 1952, Einstein essentially proved that time is simultaneous. There is no past, there is no future. Uh, also, there's the issue of, of spirits, which, according to the laws of physics, in our world at least, it's impossible. You cannot have an, uh, you know, a totally contained personality without a body. Again, at least in our world. Now, there may be many other parallel worlds. We think that's how that works. So maybe that that's how it is. Um, just one of the issues. Do you ever send anyone to the light, or do you get that far? No, no. Okay, uh, good. That, that's, I'll that's tell you why that's good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and uh, again, that's a misconception. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, and again, with all due respect, uh, our opinion is that if, if you do that, the, the light is simply one of billions and billions and billions of, of membranes, as a physicist would call, between parallel worlds. And on the other side of it, that's why I asked why, you know, there may be billions of other sides, you could have a hell world. And if you have this sort of two-dimensional 19th century idea and you send somebody across the light, you could be sending them to, essentially to hell and you you don't hear from them again, so you're all proud of yourself thinking you've sent them to heaven. So I'm glad you don't do that. <laughs> you know, obviously yeah, we've no. never done it either. Yeah, but anyway, that's our two cents. Um, what other significant messages have you received from major historical figures? Well, uh, we channeled with JFK, and he told us the story of his assassination. Uh, he gave me names, names that I was not familiar of at the time. And I went back and I found that those names were appearing in different conspiracy theories. Uh, for instance, he told us that uh, E. Howard Hunt was involved in the in his assassination. And if you go back, E. Howard Hunt actually does a deathbed confession where he admitted that he was participating in. So he gave us all this information, and I spend an awful lot of time doing historical research on what they when 
on what we are given. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm telling you, I started this whole thing as one of the biggest skeptics you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. But the, the more we do it, the more I'm absolutely amazed at the information we get and, uh, and what's taking place in our world around us. Well, I want to emphasize how much we respect you, and also that you're not the only one to pick on about this. Rosemary Ellen Guiley, very well-known name, very dear friend of ours, has co-hosted this show, and we still pick on her. <laughs> you know, we ask these questions, so it's not—it's not just you, okay? No, no, no. Yeah. I, I expect it. I yeah. totally expect. Exactly. Yes, because we we have spoken I'm before. You, yeah. For okay. Sixty years, I lived the, the, the same side you're on, mm-hmm. the skeptical side. Yeah. I made fun of people that would. I mean, I would. If I listened to somebody saying the things that are coming out of my mouth, I would think that I was hearing an idiot. But I'm, you know, I have done, I mean, I even have a, a minor in statistics. So I am capable of doing research on this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I entered it with the most skepticism that I'd ever heard. Okay. I'll give you, here's when I, the first time that I ever watched my friends in Salt Lake City use a channeling board. I had no idea what it was. I come into the room and sit down, and when they start, the message is, hello, Barry, we were waiting for you. And they started to spell out things that happened to me while I was taking pictures on the battlefield in Gettysburg. They told me events there was no way they could have ever conceived of. And I'm thinking, I really, this is really wild stuff. And they proceeded to open my eyes with disability that the spirits really have on that other side and what the, the, the abilities that the spirit guides have. Okay, the, on the issue of history, uh, just again in our personal opinion, uh, parasites are much too clever to give you information that couldn't be checked. All right, again, that's what we found. But again, you know, maybe we're wrong. All right, on the issue of... Um, of spirits, how, I mean, what, why do you think they're spirits as opposed to versions of the real people in parallel worlds, G- given the physics that we've discussed? Well, I've, you know, you're discussing physics, and I'm not sure that the physics are, are right. I mean, everybody, okay. even with a scientific background, I'm seeing things that I can't believe. I am seeing spirits, okay? it's uh, Last night I was doing a radio show. And I looked over, and this face was was there in the room with me, and I jumped about two feet in the air. I see things, and they're real, and we have real happenings here. Yeah, so do I. I mean, it's uh, yeah. All right, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you have to. You know, basically, it's it, you can all all the science that you want, and it's really comes down to your own impressions and your own decision about what you're going to believe. So you have to respect that. Um, okay, uh, what? Um, have you ever encountered in with this board or any other way non-human entities? Now you mentioned aliens. Could you start to talk a bit about that, please? Well, we, as we were, uh, my second book, uh, well, the first book Schiffer published for me was called Afterlife: What Really Happens on the Other Side, where we started telling what the spirits were telling us, what it was really like over there. Uh, it's just uh, I, I got I sidetracked myself there. What was that question again? You wanted me to answer. Well, I was going to ask you what what um, if non-human entities you may have contacted, whether it be what we would consider aliens or whatever. Well, you see, 
in the process of my channeling, and this one's going to be really light up your skeptical eyes. <laughs> they they told us that the aliens have the same soul energies as humans, and the way they explained it to us is that your soul energy has been eternal. It's been here since the beginning. You reincarnate, you come back, and you know I've been able to do actually do research on some of my prior lives as well as others. But what's going to happen is your soul energy has been around long before humans walked the earth. So the soul energies actually had to live lives on other intelligent planets to advance. Humans have been here over 200,000 years, where the, you know, our earth has been here, what, 3 billion or something like that? Well, more like 6. Oh, no, you're right. Has, yeah, 6 is the universe, not the earth, age-wise. So, your souls have been, we've, we have all reincarnated on other planets, and I'm thinking this has got to be really wild stuff. But, the guides told us that since we can, since I have the ability to communicate with spirit, and that that spirit energy is also, has been an alien before, they could introduce me to the soul that had just passed the life as an alien and he was going to give me all the information that I, I that was going to be in my next book which was the first alien book that I wrote so they introduced me to this soul and they tell me that his name is Moo and I'm about as skeptical as you can be about this one because now I'm really stretching the, the envelope and we start talking about different things uh, for instance I ask him what the different figures in the Nazca line stood for. He he tells me what some of them are, explains them. Uh, and the more we talk and the more we talk, the more I'm thinking, you know, maybe this stuff, some of this stuff really is correct. Uh, I would ask him some questions, and he would tell me, you're totally incapable of understanding that, which, uh, which I was. But we probably wound up channeling for close to 200 hours, and I wrote the first book, Aliens Among Us, exploring past and present. And this week, Schiffer just got my next, and it will be the last alien book, but it's called Spirit Speak of the Universe, in which he gave us a whole bunch of information about dark matter, uh, foundation, how the universe was, was formed. And by the way, he told me I was incapable of understanding that. But, uh, you know, I've tried to sort it out, and I lay it out, and I tell people you can read it. If it seems reasonable, believe it. If not, you know, it, you don't believe it. I'm just passing, I'm a messenger. I'm passing on what people, what the spirits tell me. Well, you could be, again, with all due respect, you could be what we refer to as a carrier. Uh, what you deal with may not harm you. Uh, and I don't know, maybe nobody's, I don't know, and again, we could be wrong. I mean, I just, I, I just, I'm very nervous about all of this. That said, in 1973, I stood at an exorcism in Augensburg, New York, at a state hospital, working with a priest, and this thing that claimed to be a, an Asia, a deceased Asian prince, you know, spirit and other side and all this stuff, comes back and tells me something about my father's suicide that there's no way it, it could possibly have known. This thing was alien. It was a sterile. It, it was it was it was not a demon. It was not a, a prince. 
it was not human in any way. It was just, it, it really was my baptism by fire into the different ideas about th- these things being hungry and being hostile and pretending to be your friend when they are the last thing, you know, from that that, that, that you could possibly imagine. So this is why, among other things, I'm so skeptical. However, again, maybe you're right. Maybe I just misinterpreted the whole thing. No, there's Ooh. definitely dark dark energies out there, unquestionably. And do, I mean, do you ever encounter first, those? Uh, we have had some. I have, I have seen a dark energy, yes. Uh, I didn't, I, you know, it scared the hell out of me, to be honest with you. But we have been able to control it. Control it? With, how, uh, with. How do you think you can do that? Because you can control it with your faith in God. Oh, you're talking about defense. I'm sorry. Okay, I got you. Yes, I can, we've, okay. we've defended ourselves. We've done this over 700 hours now. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not like something we, you know, do for an hour or two. Uh, we have, we have done an incredible amount of board channels. The very first instruction the guys ever gave us was to never ever invite evil and to always start with this prayer. And we, you know, we say the prayer when we start and we've been well protected and we've had We've had instances where we've the dark energies tried to come through to us. Uh, we've been warned off of it, and it's been stopped. So, yes, I'm well aware there's dark energies out there. I'm well aware that exorcisms are very real. Well, I, I, I thought they were mistakes, yeah. frankly. I didn't think that was the right approach at all. I didn't think we had the right... Inter- See, I question everybody's interpretation, even my superiors, when I was mm-hmm. in the seminary. So, you know, again, like they were going to listen to me. Who are these? Who or what are these guides, Barry? Guides are soul energies that have ascended to the high. Actually, realm. I didn't notice it. Let me stop you, please, if I may. I'm sorry, we have to take our break. I didn't notice the time, but we'll come right back okay. to that. You're listening to behind. Okay. Uh, you're listening to behind the paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WOON 1240 AM and 99.3 FM in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley. We'll be right back with our fascinating guest, Barry Strom. Stick with us. Nick Oleon here. And I'm Dave Koz, and you're invited to listen in this weekend as the Dave Koz Radio Show welcomes the big, windy cat guitarist Nick Coleone to our studios. He's got a lot to share with us, especially his big, low voice. <laughs> so make sure to tune in. Remember to visit DaveKaz.com and listen in this weekend for the Dave Koz Radio Show. Hi, fans of smooth jazz. The Dave Koz Radio Show can only be heard on ON, AM and FM every Sunday, twice on Sundays, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., and then again 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. The Dave Koz Radio Show is brought to you by the Carew Investment Group. It's the Dave Koz Radio Show right here on... Owen Radio! Hi, this is Don Brunell inviting you to join us on the Midday Show from noon to 2 every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday with the Super Quiz, Great Oldies, and Interesting Guests. That's Midday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday from noon to 2. Owen Radio! Okay, welcome back to Behind the Paranormal on WOON 1240 AM, 99.3 FM in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley. We're dealing with a very interesting subject, channeling, which strangely enough in 10 plus years on the air we haven't dealt with as at least in one particular show. And uh, our guest is uh, author and researcher and channeler Barry Strom, and we're uh, going to continue with our fascinating conversation. Okay, Barry, why don't you continue with the uh, the thought there on... Um, 
uh, who these guardians are or who or what these guardians are? Well, there, there are souls on the other side that will protect you and help guide you in your life. Uh, there are all types of souls. I mean, we have had the soul of my father come through and save my wife's life from an automobile accident. So there can be souls can come through and interact with humans on all levels. But on the other side, we are told that there are heaven has seven realms. And as the soul reincarnates and gains experience, it rises to the higher levels in the realms of heaven. The souls that have got the most soul experience when on the other side, quite often they will act as what we call spirit guides. And they will give you, give you enlightened information, uh, help influence your decision making, help keep you on your karma. Do all sorts of things. For instance, uh, I had got terrible grades in writing in school, and I avoided every English class in college and just didn't have the knack for it. And the last thing I ever thought of would be as I was going to write a book. So they assigned a writing guide to me, and uh, my sixth book is that is over at Schiffer being processed. So it's it's a strange world, but they things happen that have come out that they will protect you. Uh, I've gotten verbal warnings of danger. They put the spirit guides, and one time I asked how many guides you have, and the answer came back, as many as you need. Uh, they are specialized guides. One time we were doing a channeling session, when, and I always make up all my questions ahead of time. And when I came in, I asked who my guide was that night, and they told me we had there are twelve present for this, so they knew what questions I was going to ask. Well, the afterlife sounds incredibly bureaucratic. Um, <laughs> so, all right, let's let's start with something real basic, because in any okay. any sort of theological or or philosophical debate or or epistemological in this case, what is a soul? A soul is an everlasting energy. Okay, so what is soul experience? A soul experience is what you, is what, when the soul is in an incarnate form, what it experiences in that incarnate lifetime. So what does it incarnate into? It can incarnate into whatever it wants to. Uh, we've chosen to incarnate as humans, because there's obviously something we have to learn from these lifetimes. You have the ability to incarnate on, on, as a, extraterrestrial being uh, you've got all kinds of choices you can make out there so and your your soul has to live those multiple lifetimes in order to advance okay so spirits by definition are those different than souls uh, spirit, spirits are earthbound souls so what's the difference between the earthbound souls and the ones that get reincarnated or I'm sorry incarnated they, you have to advance into heaven, and you have to make your decision that you want to reincarnate, and you have to make up a life plan and work with your guides, and then you pick a body and parents, and you are born, and it starts another life cycle. The so spirits tell us. The spirits tell us this. They tell us that death is actually the beginning of a, of the cycle, where humans look at death as the end. Okay, so how does one get into heaven? 
How does one get into heaven? Yeah, simply just by pe- simply by passing out of your body. Heaven's all around you. So you automatically go to heaven. So if there's a spirit yes. of a, a rapist or a murderer, then they automatically go to heaven. They will go to the lower realm of heaven. So what's the difference between heaven and hell, if there's a difference, if it exists? There is, they tell us there is no hell, just a lower level of nothingness over in heaven. Okay. And that is the lower, the lower realm where the evil people are sent to. So spirits, by definition, if they're earthbound spirits or souls, they can't do things physically, yes? No, they can do phys- things physically. Uh, my father leaves pennies for me when he has a message for us. Uh, okay. We've had them. We've had them do things here in the store that are amazing. Uh, a story happened to me last month. I was I went to bed and I was going to wear my jeans the next morning, so I just laid them on the floor next to me as I took them off. When I get up the next morning, the zipper is closed, the buttons closed, and the belt buckle was closed on my pants. And it was just my wife, myself, and our cat. And I know nobody touched those pants, and I didn't take them off like that. So they can do amazing things. I have I have actual photographs of some of the stuff that they've done to us here in the store in my afterlife book. So no, they can uh, they can do physical things. So there is a very interesting concept known as California Buddhism or California Buddhism, which is essentially you know a, a joke made up by um, Buddhist monks in like you know Nepal and. You know, uh, Korea. I know the Zen the Zen monks make a lot of jokes about it because Americans tend to take things and you know make them weird. You know, like yoga was initially a spiritual exercise, and now it's just sort of something you do on your Saturday afternoons if you want to get healthy. Certainly, there's health benefits, but initially it was forms by reaching out to the gods. So if you go over to India and wander around the markets, you'll probably see one or two yogis sitting there with their yoga pose that they've been doing for 40 or 50 years or so uh, with their arms outstretched to the gods. And they are, you know, because they've been like that for so long, their bodies are all misshapen from doing that. So let's talk about reincarnation. The way that the West views reincarnation is very odd in comparison to how the Buddhists and the Hindus view it. Reincarnation here is, all right, well, I'm me now. I'm going to be me forever but I'll be me in something else. In the Hindu religion and spirituality, and same with Buddhism, is that you're trying to escape reincarnation, that reincarnation is a bad thing, that you're stuck in this cycle for whatever reason. Maybe your karma's not good, maybe you did something bad, and you know, you're know you trying to get better, so you can eventually break through and get to... Um, um, well, nirvana. Uh, yes, so you can get, so you can reach nirvana or enlightenment, where you don't need to reincarnate anymore, and you're, you know, you, not that you know you're learning things, but it's more of a punishment being reincarnated. Now, in the West, because we're a very self-centered culture, we view reincarnation as, oh, this is cool. I can be me forever. This is great. So let me ask you this: with this idea of reincarnation, could it be that the messages are interpreted by one's own culture, one's own spirituality. Is it that our perspectives, perspective plays a very big big part in the experience because, you know, we don't just sit there and let it happen, that we participate in said experience. You know, for example, um, my father, when he was on a case with Ed and Lorraine Warren in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, 
he had a physical altercation with one of the entities that was involved, and he felt bone structure. But yet, if you go and watch, you know, any number of pop ghost hunting TV shows, they will say, oh, gosh, something just grazed past my leg. It's a spirit. Or they'll throw down flour and, you know, watch something pad on through and get and get footprints. They say it's spirit. It's not physical, but yet it does physical things. So the... So perspective plays a huge part in how we view things. Now, like we say, we could be wrong. Now, is it possible that your perspective, although with much respect, we is it that the way things are perceived is the way that they are interpreted? Well, yes. Uh, we all have our own perceptions of things. But the Hindus aren't that far off from what I just said. They're trying to raise, they reincarnate so that they can go into a higher level or nirvana. Well... In my perspective, nirvana would be the seventh realm of heaven. So you reincarnate until you learn, and you have to, you know, if you've done things bad, you, your karma is going to force you to do some suffering in the next lifetime. That you, that will you reach a point where you no longer have to reincarnate. I totally agree with that. And the whole idea of your soul is that you're supposed to obtain that highest level. All right. You know, I listen to, uh, you know, with respect to folks like yourself, Barry, and Rosemary, our friend, and everything else. And and I think that we're not all that far apart in many ways. Uh, it's just maybe perhaps our terms and that maybe, that maybe our concepts and things of this kind. One thing I have real trouble getting past, though, and this is because uh, Ben and I don't like dualism in philosophy, is the idea that you can be fully you without your body, okay, and that's sort of the western thing of matter is bad and spirit is good, which is not present in most ancient spirituality, some, but not not most, so that kind of bothers me, I don't understand how I could stand in this Benson in that house, have a physical uh, altercation with something that was supposed to be a spirit, we thought they were demons, and it was very physical, throwing things around and doing all this stuff. Um, how how your dad, and I'm not doubting that it's your dad, can leave pennies for you. Uh, our suggestion is he's not a spirit at all, but he, from a world in which he's never died, with, where, the, where the physics are different, and where he's aware of you and, and, and certainly can express love for you, that that may be one explanation for the physical nature of the phenomena. Um, also, the, the notion that... that uh, Spirits, um, you know, are, which by nature are discarnate, could again have these physical things. I just that just bothers me, and the idea that they could be fully. Designed. I mean, what say you? I mean, where am I wrong here? Well, you're, you're, once you once you die, your soul separates from the body, and Does that's it? the end of that. That's the end of your, yes. It, your soul separates from that incarnate form. Uh, they've been very clear about telling us about that. Uh, some some souls don't want to give up their incarnate form and that's why they hang around graveyards and stuff but uh, you know we actually had a guide say to us one night he said why would you want to hang around a, a pile of dead hamburger that's rotting he's right you know well, that's cheerful yeah well they're not always cheerful but they're always uh, give some information well so, no your your soul leaves that body and and passes on into the other dimension. Well, again, to me, to me this I don't, I don't know if that's good enough. And again, with the, the world as we see it is obviously very different. When you have no past and or no future in any objective sense, and time flowing from past to future is just a function of our consciousness, which Einstein pretty much 
proved in theory of relativity, um, you can't have death even for the body because you're existing in so many different, and this gets into the multiple worlds idea, you're existing in so many facets in so many, so many ways. And in a way, you've kind of said that because you're talking about, you know, all the reincarnations in all the different forms, sometimes aliens or even animals. That's maybe another way of saying that we're, we're living many, many parallel lives and it's a big sort of uh, super consciousness that we have. And I just have a problem, the whole idea, even of bodily death. Yeah, we go to funerals, but I, but again, the perception is not the reality. And I, I think that, you know, it's like the leaf falling off the tree. You're not just the leaf, you're the whole tree. And that's where we're coming from. But again, uh, maybe we're, we're wrong and maybe the old ideas are correct. Um, so I guess we're getting really no, we're not going to re- resolve that today. So, um, can, can well, what you, is, what is your concept of soul energy? Well, I wouldn't even so use the, the term soul it, energy. Has, has, it, has it been everlasting, or is it just the soul energy from a single lifetime, and, it's, and that's it? Well, the term everlasting uh, is is not really m- meaningful because uh, that implies past to future time flow, and the, and from what Einstein essentially said, that, that that is not possible. Everything exists simultaneously. You know, and uh, we just experience it in our, in our limited consciousness from past to future. So, so the term might not really have any meaning. Um, this, the the idea that facets of ourselves, and this is in my next Schiffer book. <laughs> so we'll read each other's books, right? And uh, and you you've got uh, simultaneous lives going on, perhaps billions of them, and it's all you. But at the same time, it's not inward looking it's not about my salvation or whatever it's it's about um us really being each other which is kind of what the gospel of matthew really says if you read it in greek um so th- th- it's it's uh, I li- we like to think it's it's a very broad perspective and it kind of goes beyond the uh, the physical versus spiritual of which there there is really no thing and, and as far as getting to heaven well you're either already there or you're not uh, you as you said Barry, you kind of make your own bed. Um, but as far as, you know, choosing reincarnations, I mean, parallel lives, sure, but, but successive lives really wouldn't be entirely possible in Einstein's view of time and in the uh, science that has followed that. So that's essentially... Yeah, but, but, but that's in our dimension. I mean, what about the other dimension? What do you mean when by you pass, dimension? Uh, when you pass through the veil into the other side, there's another dimension there. Well, there are, there are many. Uh, well, I, I think we have to make a distinction between parallel worlds and parallel dimensions. Dimensions are not the same thing as an par- alternate world or parallel world. Within worlds, there are many dimensions. Supposedly, in this yeah. one, there are 11. So, I mean, we, we can we can get into physics and we can give people college credit for listening to this show. But, I mean, I don't know <laughs> if it's going to get us anywhere. Um, no, again, uh, we think that it's that there's a, there's a, probably a lot more to it and that we, we perceive certain things from our own paradigm and our own point of view and that's how we think well, we think that contains the entire reality in other words you know somebody has died uh, we don't even use the term death we don't think it has any meaning we use the term translated someone is translated and uh, that's a very ancient theological term that's pre-christian as a matter of fact so but terms as ben will point out uh, our language really isn't up to actually talking about this kind of stuff so uh, we're kind of left um all theology and all eschatology, all speculation kind of ends in silence. So maybe we'll have to do that. Well, We're just uh, well, agreeing to respect one another's views. The Bible mentions reincarnation. Elijah came back as John the Baptist. 
I mean, that's mentioned three different times in the Bible. Okay, well, so, what was, I, I was uh, looking at a message here when you said, would you oh. repeat that, please? No, I just said that reincarnation is a fact in the Bible. Elijah comes back as John the Baptist. That appears three that, different in well, three different verses. That was. Uh, I'll have to get you there after ten years in the seminary. Uh, uh, there, there were there were early Christian groups that believed in reincarnation. Uh, mm-hmm. I've had rabbis tell me that one of the one of the uh, the principles of ancient Judaism was reincarnation. However, it is not in the Bible as it as it, in the New Testament anyway as it was after Saint Paul got through controlling it. You know, because the Gospels were written after he kind of took control of the whole theology. Uh, what it says in the Bible is, is that uh, the, the people of Jerusalem were speculating that maybe this was uh, John the ba- or Elijah having returned from the dead. It's, it's, it's not any kind of a, of a doctrinal statement that reincarnation exists. You know, so that's just to clarify that from the official point of view. But, but the, yeah, uh, there that, that was a belief in ancient Judaism and it was a belief in, in one or two versions of ancient Christianity. Well, I'm, uh, I'm that doesn't just, mean it's right. No, uh, we actually did a channeling session with John the Baptist, and you he did. told us about about his life as Elijah. So, <laughs> well, that's interesting. But again, yeah, I just yeah. We're, we're back to square one here. I don't believe these things. And what does it say in in First John? It says, "Do not believe every spirit." It says, "Do not trust every spirit." But in Greek, it says, "Do not believe every spirit." Mm-hmm. And I think that's very good advice. I'd rather take, you know, to me, any kind of board or channeling device like that is a sledgehammer to go and knock down your neighbor's front wall, and you don't know who or what is going to come out. And to me, um, just personally, I, uh, to say a prayer before doing that kind of thing is like testing God. Um, you know, I'm going to walk out onto the busy highway, and I'm not going to get hit because I said the prayer. Now, again, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but that's how I would look at it. For what that's worth, you know. Well, so uh, you you look at it entirely different in the way we look at it. Well, yeah. So we, we yeah we certainly agree respectfully to disagree. Mm-hmm. Okay, correct. Very good. So uh, tell us. Uh, okay, we're coming down to the last few minutes here. Tell us about your books, where people can get them, your website, where people can find out more, Barry. Well, my books are all have all come through Shipper. Uh, my fifth one, uh, they just got in on Friday, and it's on I just sent mine last week too. Yeah, it was late. We're in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. My new book is called Spirit Speak of the Universe, and it'll be very interesting. I actually have a chapter in that book on the universal God and universal reincarnation, so you can see very clearly what we are told about it and you know what our thoughts are on the subject. Now, I look forward to that. Uh, the, uh, my, you know, my first book was Afterlife, What Really Happens on the Other Side. The second was uh, spirit uh, was aliens among us exploring past and present. My uh, third was Spirit Speak of the Conspiracies and Mystery book. So you will see in my book I put the exact words that we are given in our channeling session, and you can we actually have video of where we received all of these messages. And what I tell everybody is, you can go read it, look at it for yourself. You can go on to uh, we have been posting our channeling sessions on YouTube so you can go in and watch as we actually receive the messages look at the content of the messages that we receive and judge for yourself what, what, uh, what is the uh, YouTube address that you would look for to find that? It's my my name, Barry Strom Barry Strom, S-T-R-O-H-M yeah. okay. 
Yeah, very good. All right. So, um, no, I, I'm on a path I'm having trouble believing myself. So, was, you know, I, I, I appreciate the question and the conversation. Today. Oh, yeah, yeah great conversation. Interesting. Yes. Um, I, I want to make clear, too, that I don't disbelieve in what you might call guides or, or positive entities out there. No. My own life has been saved twice rather dramatically by something good and I think there are far more more good um, entities and we call them neighbors out in parallel <laughs> worlds th- than there are nasties you know it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood well there you go Ben, ben sums it up so and now your wife assists you uh, Barry what, what's, yeah. what's your wife's name Connie Connie okay very good mm-hmm. and you live in California or Pennsylvania no this is a long story my home is actually in Utah Okay. And my store is in Pennsylvania, and we're trying to sell the store to go home. So oh. right now I'm in Pennsylvania. Well, it's always good to go home. <laughs> but uh, well, when the spirits let me go, we will. Okay. <laughs> well, in the last last two minutes here, Barry, um, we didn't talk much about alien contacts you've had. Uh, aliens from first of all, what do you mean by an alien, and, and like where or what? Where are they from? Uh, uh, an extraterrestrial being. It's a, a being that hasn't lived an incarnate life on this planet, but lives an uh, incarnate life on another planet. That's how okay. I define it. All right, all right. Um, because interestingly, the, these these entities in this house in Bridgeport in 74 were very much alien, but I didn't get the impression of some other planet that was more some other world. But again, that, that's just one of those things. Okay, Barry, again, give us your websites. Did I give the correct ones in the beginning? Yeah, yeah. The okay. website, the main, the main website is spiritspredict.com. They can okay. go on there and, and click. They can, they can see a page that that lays out all the information on board channeling. Uh, we talk about where I go and show one of my prior lives, uh, historical proof of that. A few other things are on there. So okay, very good. Well, Barry, thank you again for an interesting conversation, and maybe Connie can join us next time. And uh, good luck with the next book. We'll wish, we'll wish each other good luck with our next year for books. Yeah, indeed, and maybe the next time we can channel live for you, and you can ask your own question. Well, we'll, we'll have yourself. to think about that. <laughs> very good. Well, thanks very much, and, and again, uh, great uh, great conversation. Okay, thanks a lot for having me. Okay, very good. Have a good one. Okay. Bye. Okay, folks, let's get into our announcements here. Um, before we start, I wanted to thank uh, Dennis Stone and, and the great folks at America's Stonehenge in Salem, New Hampshire. Yesterday we were up there. Uh, filming uh, for a production, and it's sort of a, it's a combined effort of our Behind the Paranormal team here, uh, Mark D'Antonio of uh, the Sky Tour uh, live stream, uh, our, our great friend uh, Charles Credo of um, the Galileo Interviews, Shane Searway of TrueGhost.com, and Alexander Petikoff of Petikoff Media are doing a joint production on archaeoastronomy. And uh, we did our second uh, filming session up there yesterday. Uh, absolutely uh, fascinating. And um, I love the way Chuck interviews. Chuck's been on the show many times. And uh, thanks again to everybody uh, up there. It was a, it was a great uh, great day. And Yeah, uh, I'm really sorry I couldn't go. I was trying really hard. Yeah. Well, your equipment went. That's what, well, <laughs> that's what it, really it, I was there yeah. in, in spirit. You were. We, we missed you very much. Everybody sent their best. So uh, we'll be uh, telling you how that's going as soon as we... Uh, you know, get the production finished. It'll be on YouTube, and we'll see how that goes. So, what are we? What's going on here uh, in the rest of the world here, Ben? Alrighty. So, in the rest of the world, uh, we had a great evening uh, Wednesday, uh, the uh, 11th, at the Far Out Diner in uh, Dover, New Hampshire. 
with the uh, Talking Saucers meetup group of raising some money for the Kiwanis uh, Club Children's Charities in the area, and uh, it was it was a full house, and there were many, many thanks to Chuck Credo once again, um, Valerie Lafasso, and the Seacoast Saucers of New England, along with Jess uh, and uh, Ben, not me, the one of the cooks, and the Far Out staff, um, and all those who attended. It was a lot of fun. It was. They raised $240 for the Kiwanis Children's Charities, and we're going to continue that at the Exeter UFO Festival. Uh, so coming up uh, this Saturday, July 21st event, we were scheduled to be back at the Danbury Public Library in Connecticut to present a program on Bigfoot, Mothman, and Monsters You Never Heard Of, based on our 2017 book of the same subtitle. However, this event has uh, has been rescheduled to Saturday, August 4th, so please join us there if you can. If you go to BehindTheParanormal.com, the events icons, you can uh, get a uh, link to sign up for that. Uh, the 2018 MUFON Symposium takes place at the Crown Plaza, Philadelphia, and Cherry Hill, New Jersey, on Jan- July 27th, 29th. Ben and I are not speaking this year, but it's a great event, and it's rarely on the East Coast, so check it out, MUFONSymposium.com. And on Labor Day weekend, uh, September 1st and 2nd, uh, we will be back at the Exeter UFO Festival in New Hampshire, uh, along with ourselves. Speakers uh, will include uh, Richard Dolan, um, Kathleen Martin, Peter Robbins, Mark D'Antonio, Shane Searway, and many, many others. Okay. Uh, our subject on Saturday at that event will be Aliens and Exorcism, Why Do Possessed, quote-unquote, People Report UFO Experiences? On Sunday, we'll do our third annual on-location broadcast uh, from Exeter Town Hall with a panel of the speakers and the live audience. The event is great. Annual fundraiser again, as we said, for the Kiwanis Club, Children's Charities in Southern New Hampshire, and last year it raised $9,000 for those charities. So find out more at ExeterUFOFestival.org or BehindTheParanormal.org. Uh, Columbus Day weekend, uh, we'll be back in Leominster, Massachusetts, October 5th and 6th uh, for the Greater New England UFO Conference, and we'll give you more information about that as we... Uh, as we go, uh, all three of our panelists who are on our 10th anniversary show on June 10th will be speaking there as well, along with Dennis Stone from uh, America Stonehenge, we just mentioned. And you can find out more at NewEnglandUFO.com. Uh, my next book, Dancing Past the Graveyard, Poltergeists, Parasites, and Parallel Worlds, has gone to the publisher, as we were talking about with Barry. Uh, not sure how soon it will be released, and even if that title will stay intact, but we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, what do we got cooking uh, there next week, Ben? So next week we have, uh, we will bring you a New Direction in Ghost Studies with clinical therapist and parapsychologist Brandon Masello. Uh, right, okay, that should be very interesting. He's had a lot of parallel experiences to mine. Interesting. We'll leave you this afternoon with a sobering quote from 20th century Russian author and anti-communist Alexander Solzhenitsyn, uh, whose uh, son once had breakfast on our uh, front deck. In our country, the USSR, the lie has become not just the moral category, but a pillar of the state. I'm Paul Eno. And I'm Ben Eno, and thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey, and we shall see you behind the paranormal. Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal.